0: <laughs> so so you have been around lifestyle for a long time you've bottomed to a variety of scenes you're pretty good at pretty much everything at this point is that true uh
1: no not so much and even after were, 20
0: some years yeah and a lot of times people will reach out to you uh, especially male submissives asking you to be their dom a and you're pretty good at that
1: not at all. And it's kind of funny, because they do. The guys will reach out and go, you know, I want you to be my mistress. And I'm like,
0: you didn't read my profile. And I wouldn't know what I was doing. <laughs> well, <laughs> fortunately for us, we have a expert today. This week on Erotic Awakening, femdom on the hot seat, socially distanced play, and cheese nips.
1: Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now.
0: We'd like to thank our latest Patreon supporters.
1: Among other perks, Patreon supporters get free Kickstarter cards or a book, as well as audible excerpts from our book Living MS and Zoom discussions, the next of which is on August 9th. Hi Dawn. Right
0: did you know? For our upcoming Zoom discussion, we've actually had a couple people have reached out and said what they would like us to do. One person said they would like us to do uh, how about some how about play? How about teaching some play?
1: I was going to respond to that because um, we don't do much teaching of skills except maybe sensual spanking. And did you know that on Fet, someone was asking about spanking? At, no, Instagram. Someone was asking about spanking, and someone mentioned us and said that. Our sensual spanking workshop was the bomb. So I saw that.
0: That would really nice. I would actually like to see on uh, August 9th, I think we should do a, a demo of our sensual BDSM class. Not so much just because I think it's a great class to teach, which it is, but also it gives us an excuse to have to play.
1: We can do that at the space with the camera set up? Absolutely. I actually like that idea because most of our topics are usually experience head Head topic. So it's yes. nice to do a, a play one. Something
0: a little more physical. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: No, so, so it'll be a little different because you like to pull demos out of the audience.
0: Right. So yeah. that'll be so I will
1: I actually I like get the warm-up this, warm-up this time.
0: You get the warm up and the scene, unlike normal. Yes.
1: You use unlike normal. Usually I, I will try to warm-up.
0: <laughs> I will dom people via via Zoom. I will say, now spank your left hit. Spank your left hit. That, too no,
1: much. That, would be terrible. that sounds too much like Secretary, where she tries to spank herself with the brush. But you've got
0: <laughs> such a hard-on for James Spader right now that you shouldn't be talking Smash so? It,
1: you know, I've actually been thinking about that today, because I've been watching Blacklist. He's 60 years old, and he fucking turns me on, <laughs> and I didn't know that was him in Secretary. He didn't turn me on in Secretary. Actually, I didn't like the movie. I'm going to have to go rewatch it now that I know it's him. But I think it has to do with the character he plays. He is in
0: charge. I, I like that a lot. Hey, look, that is the only thing I got going for me. I am an over 50-year-old pudgy bald man. If it wasn't for the illusion of being in charge, that, that's my whole sex appeal there. Let's move on from that <laughs> boring topic. Today on the podcast, we had a podcast listener uh, write in to us and say, hey, Dan and Don, what can you tell us about? And, and actually what they said was, how do I approach a femdom and tell me all things femdom related? We uh, wisely said we don't fucking know. But fortunately for us, we know some really uh, great people and we happen to know some great femdoms. Uh, I reached out to Misty Dom out of Atlanta. Misty Dom, thanks for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure, and nice to hear from you again. Uh, I think last time we saw you, we saw you at a at an MS convention not too long ago, and then before that, we had you presenting at Power Exchange Summit some years back. Yes, yes, enjoyed. So uh, let's start off by tell us tell us about yourself a little bit. Well,
2: um, I'm Misty Dom. I am a transplant to Atlanta. I'm, I am from Denver, Colorado. Um, I've been doing power exchange for about 11 years now. I've been in my current dynamic with Cream Dream, 10, going on 10 years, oh my God, 10 years in gray hair. Um, <laughs> I also uh, facilitate Black Femme Doms Atlanta. The Black Atlanta Munch, and I'm also row captain for a leather group here, women, women in leather, Atlanta.
0: Very, nice. very cool. Uh, although, I bet right now you as we talked about the beginning of the show, and for people that are listening to this in the future, we are in the midst of a um, a little thing called COVID. So, not a lot of opportunities to run events and to run groups, I, or the online, I guess.
2: That's correct, especially in Atlanta. So we're on pause for real.
0: So let's pretend, let's leave the COVID part aside for the moment. Though. And let's start off with actually what that person asked. And either from your personal experience or your personal or your experience with the uh, the Black Femme Doms Atlanta group, what is it that if, if I am a submissive male and I am approaching a femdom, Dom, what is I take it that the appropriate way to do that is to just text you or message you and say, oh, great mistress, I've been searching for you for all my (laughs) life. I am kneeling at your feet as I lick your boots or something like that. Like that
2: would be the wrong way. That's a turnoff for me. And um, many of the femdoms that are participants in our group, that's like a turnoff, you know, Um, already telling us what your – your candy list is, so to speak. So <laughs> it's just like, okay, so I'm this candy machine or vending machine and, you know, these are the things I want, but never ever asking, you know, the reverse. Or how about just some, something simple like, hello? Like, can we start there? Like, hello? Because I am still a human being. I still can, you know, speak to you and talk to you as a normal person, even if I am kinky. I would love, love, love a hello. So, so sending me a message, however, through whatever social media, through whatever kinky site, is great and dandy. It would be just lovely if it was just a hello or a brief introduction of yourself, but still start off with hello and not "hello, my mistress."
0: So, would you? Does that imply then that I that a a seeker? for lack of a better term, should start off by kind of approaching you at a, at a peer level? I, I would like that. I would like that. And I believe
2: that is just the very simple basic word, way, rather, to start off. It's just that at a, a peer level, like you're saying, just start there. And then we can start, you know, the, the imbalance part of that, where it's, you know, you're the submissive, and I'm the femdom, and then we can start talking there, but you would still want me to listen. You wouldn't want me to send a message to you and say, get on my knees, you blase blase pig, or whatever the case may be, without ever saying hello, because you're going to be turned off and say, like, who the hell does she think she is telling me to get on my knees?
1: Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, i'm gonna assume you're saying maybe get to know you as a person before sharing the candy list
2: <laughs> yes yes get to know me because i have a candy list too and it might, might be candy you don't eat
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what but there, there should be i assume let's say so i've done an appropriate and a proper introduction and we did start chatting a little bit what are you looking for or what in general is there some general attributes that you think a male submissive should bring to the table? I mean, should they bring some kind of training beforehand or some particular attitude or some understanding? Or is it just too situational? To- I think all of that,
2: and I think it is It is definitely situational individual. I think that a person, when you approach, you should be prepared. Be prepared to share those Experiences, even if it's no experience, right? So come and be prepared. Maybe know some BDSM terminology. Um, Let's talk about fantasy versus reality. You know, just be prepared to talk to her, to meet her, to ask her questions that don't involve whatever your kink is. You want to know where my mind is? How about that? You want to know. What type of person I would be if I was potentially seeking you? So I look for a person who can definitely communicate with me because when, you know, our backs are against the wall, if you will, then you want me to be able to hear and listen and and take into consideration things that you may want to um, negotiate for. Um, mm-hmm how to be consensual based on maybe your hard limits or your soft limits or pushing a, a soft limit. So I want to be able to communicate with someone first and foremost, and then let's move on to what are those things that are kinky that turn us on all of those, um, you know, fantasy. Let's talk about that. And let's talk about how realistic maybe your fantasy is or how impossible your fantasy is. So I would like to start there. I think that that is a good jumping off point because if you come to me with your list and I'm not interested in anything, but what if you're a good person? I'll never know that you could be that potential good partner for me because you came with your list first.
0: Well, that, that is fantastic advice. I know I have, a, um, I have a partner now who is dating somebody who's, She is not interested in their kinks at all, but she is interested in him as a human being. And that's why they're, they have some kind of a relationship going because they started there. So that makes a ton of sense to me. Well, and
1: just me and in general as well, I've got a partner of seven years. If we'd have gone strictly by the list of what each of us is into, we would never have gone to that first coffee date. So it's only because we met as people. So good, good advice.
2: Right. And you can expand beyond that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that that's where we end up with these, as people like to say, these Velcro collars, because we collar these people because, oh, my God, he makes great tea and he likes to walk around naked or she likes to walk (laughs) around naked, which are all good things. Right. But then like the day that you have a cold and you have your robe on, you're like, oh, (laughs) I thought you were supposed to be naked and have a cold, you know? So, you know, it's just simple.
0: Is there any sense of, as a, as a femdom, do you feel if you start a relationship with a male submissive or submissive, that there's some responsibility to that? I mean, I guess the question is why not just take on all comers? I mean, you know, anybody that said, I want to come over and clean your, carpet, say, well, fuck, yeah, come over and clean my carpet, and then get the fuck <laughs> out. Um, that's all
2: good. I think for that that could be part of that borderline fantasy. You know, you have somebody who comes and washes the dishes and panties or whatever the case may be, or then someone else comes over and does you know, cooking, all your cooking in an apron naked. Like, those are all great, but then again, it's it's where am I going to make a connection after that? Because you just said like, Oh yeah, great, come clean my carpet, but get out. Because <laughs> that's the extent of our relationship. Mm-hmm. It's just you're just a carpet cleaner. And okay. so nothing else beyond there, I don't want to have dinner with you. Um and and I will say that sometimes we, and I'm saying we as femme can get caught up in that, you know, thinking of having the stable of of submissives because we've seen that um, on the male side. And so we could get caught up in like, oh, I'm just gonna take anybody who says something to me, I'm gonna exchange numbers with them, I'm gonna meet them at a lunch. well, pre, you know, um, COVID, but I'm going to meet them out and, and I'm going to say, yes, you're mine. You can do that all day, every day. I get so many messages, I could do the same thing and say, yes, I want all eight of you who emailed me today. And then it's just like, but why? Like, where (laughs) where is that connection going to be? And it didn't start
0: off as uh, a hello. Like, it didn't start that way. Right. Let me ask a a different version of the same question. I assume at this point that Cream Dream is doing something right. Ten years. Doing something right, I assume. He is doing something right. What is he doing right? What is the thing that says, this is somebody who I'm going to keep around and, and I, maybe this is just personal for you and him, but that, that makes that go from being the, I want to put on panties and wash your dishes fantasy to something that is a sustainable long-term relationship and still a power exchange dynamic.
2: And that's the starting point is the power exchange dynamic is getting to that point and understanding and having that conversation where we're both willing to do that and that we want to see our dynamic go to the next level and be sustainable. So it's work. It is not, you know, all the other fun stuff, you know, whippings and all of that. Like we can do that. Um, I'm getting older, so I have some hand problems. And so it's, it's still, Maintaining the relationship as we saw it, as I discussed it with him, because in the very beginning I gave him what I desired the the relationship to look like. As you know, aside from all the play, what the relationship would look like over time, and so it was a power exchange. It was an unequal um, dynamic where I was the person in charge and he was willing to let me take charge. And so I have to be responsible with that type of, of power, if you will. And so because we are in a master-slave dynamic, that, that makes it even more challenging as far as the work because now I'm more responsible, I'm in service to my dynamic, just like he's in service to me.
0: Very cool. Would you say in for a, again, I don't want to generalize, but are in general, do you think femdoms are more open to the idea of somebody who does have some experience? Or I, I think, I, what, I guess what I'm getting to is, I feel like a lot of male submissives that I meet that are new to the scene are just afraid to even try because they're like, who would want this brand new, never before had anybody in my life sort of person do you think that is kind of a turnoff for femdoms or does it not work that way
2: no it doesn't work that way because just even talking about myself and cream cream was newer than i was so his experience was limited i don't think that's a problem especially if the femdom is willing to train because of course she's going to Train him to those things that she likes and enjoys, and that bring her pleasure. And so, that's not a you know a, a stopping point or a deal breaker. So most femdoms that are in my circle are open to new and seasoned. Um, so it just come come as you are. Like be honest about it. You know you don't have to tell me you've been in the community five years, but nobody's ever seen you, and then you have 20 years of BDSM experiences. Like, how does that work? Those numbers don't even match up.
1: So I actually have um, some femdom friends that are telling me how hard it is to find submissives. So, I mean, do you guys, does your group of femdom friends have the same issue?
2: Yes, yes.
1: What can they do? What, so how can submissives, besides the whole contact part, you know, the writing, the email as, as a peer, how can submissives make themselves available? Cause I feel like there's a lot of submissives looking for femdoms mm-hmm. and a lot of femdoms looking for submissives, but they don't seem to
2: be connecting. Connecting uh, that you, you asked the million dollar question. So, let me see if I can bring $5 to it. Um, <laughs> okay. It, it, that is a very much a struggle. Um, and sometimes it feels like, let me preface by this, it feels like there aren't enough submissives out there. Um, and even if a femdom is interested in females, there are not enough for that specific dynamic. So you are looking, and what is also challenging is when a male submissive is, say, for instance, on Life, he sees the group that um, I'm in, Black Fem Doms. He may message all of the Fem Doms, and so you're thinking like, oh, okay, well, let me vet this person, and then you find that he's messaged all of us, and so that makes it even challenging, but even talking to cream about just simply why men and specifically men don't come out, um, to meet femdoms, It is, it is all about just being confident in being that and not seeing that man as being weak or wanting to submit to a woman or, you know, so we've had those conversations and, Sometimes it is just that Um, no matter um, what type or what age. And when I mean type, I mean race, because, you know, we have um, black men who may not want to be submissive or even be known that they're being submissive with cream, being a person of color, being Mexican, you know, that's machismo. That's what they have in their culture. And then being seen as, oh, this woman is... Telling you everything to do you know and how that looks to friends or family, so there are other hangups that I think that men may have to work beyond to be confident enough to come out and talk
0: um, so yeah it, it, that is a challenge I have uh, just this, I have this little reminder for myself that pops up every couple of days that reminds me that self confidence is sexy right you don't need the body you know you can have a dad bod i guess is what they call it there's a variety <laughs> of things but if you carry that self confidence that can be a huge positive for how well you're received oh yes but also you know like you're saying yeah it's it's really interesting because running a, a community center here in ohio we see a lot of people that are in my age di- demographic, right? The over 50 crowd that come in and say, I just, uh, I wish I had started this earlier. And that's one of the things I try to tell people is like, you, you don't want to turn 50 and say, man, I wish I'd started this earlier. Mm-hmm. You have to have that, that, take that leap of faith and get started. And go um, ahead, yes. Yeah, what are the, so if, if somebody is hitting on Dawn and their introduction, and the thing they do is they immediately just send her a dick pic Dawn's already, that's where Don checks out. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any red flags like that, that you come across that something that that says that you just immediately check out and say, yeah, nope, not interested? That's it. It's the same. It's a dick pic. It's the, you know, I got
2: uh, a message um, last week that the person just said, hey, do you want to cut off white cock? And I was like, what? Where's the hello? Um, So you get messages that are just so wild. I'll say that wild because I'm I'm not kink shaming, but it's just like giving me that info already. I don't know if you're going to even listen. So it's just like I'm turned off. I, I just would... You know, you click on the message because you think it's going to be a good message and then you see something like that, you know, like, what do you say? Like, what do you say? Yes? Or, you know, (laughs) or hello? And I think, you know, you're just kind of stuck. Like, I don't know what to say to that. I I,
1: I usually send a no and then unfortunately I block because the conversation is not going anywhere from there. Right.
2: (laughs) Right. and that's just the initial email it's just it's not right. the second, that's the first email and it's just like oh well I didn't want to you know I didn't want to see that yet like you know make it mysterious for me like you know, like oh I think I want to show you my cock uh you know like make that mysterious
0: hide it but like later on like later on right um cool okay so <laughs> one more question for you, if you don't mind Yes. What was, uh, what was Cream Dream's pitch? How did, how did he do so well? <laughs> um,
2: and his pitch was, he did actually say hello. Um, and then he said, I, I'm looking to make friends. And so I said, oh, if you want to make yourself a friend, meet me at this munch. So he came out to the munch. And that's where I met him. And so we just talked from there. Like literally, we just kind of talked back and forth, text me, you know, again, hello. Um, But it wasn't anything that got so derailed by me talking about my kink list and him talking about his. Mm -hmm.
1: So so he said hello and then followed through?
2: He said hello. I was, I'm looking to make friends. And I said, if you want to make yourself a friend, meet me at this much on this day at this time. And he showed up.
1: And he showed up. He Mm. showed up. (laughs)
2: Which is a good thing because sometimes when you say meet me at, you know, um, uh, a public space, um, be it a munch, or maybe you just ha- you want to meet at Starbucks, but you have, you know, somebody kind of there too, watching um, mm-hmm. for safety purposes, they will not show up. Mm-hmm. And yep. what they say is, I don't want everybody to know I'm submissive. And I'm like, is this like the scarlet letter? Are you going to actually wear something that says I am submissive? Because <laughs> nobody knows when we're eating
0: at a table right. what we're there for. Right. So, yeah. Very cool. I know right now because of COVID, I'm, uh, we talked a little bit before the show started that a lot of the groups, uh, a lot of the munches and stuff that you're associated with aren't actually meeting. Are there any online opportunities right now for people to meet and interact with femdoms? Yes, our group, our Black femdom
2: group actually has a virtual chat munch um, on the 15th. We do it every month. So we're going to meet on the 15th at 7 p.m., 7 to 9. And so it gives um, men and women the opportunity to meet each other and turn on your camera or not, because we have that, too, um, in, in a, a space that's safe for you, which is your home. Mm-hmm. So if people are interested in that, they can either email me, which is MissDDom at gmail.com. Or they can email my group, which is BFDAtlanta at gmail.com. And then we
0: get the information. Fantastic. Thank you so much. That is some wonderful information. And um, I just can't wait until we start having events again. Uh, You're obviously, and we know this because you've come out and present for us. And people can listening to the podcast can tell as well. You're a skillful presenter. And um, I hope he, we have the opportunity to start running around in the same circles again a little bit.
2: Oh, yes, because we were planning on coming to Ohio this year.
0: We, we shall see if this year happens or not. <laughs> yes. So uh, before you go anywhere, Don and I are going to wrap this thing up. But uh, the next thing that we normally do on the podcast is we have three kinks. And uh, Don, I am going to start off by asking you about one. How do you feel about bullwhips? Bullwhips. I've
1: actually not experienced a bullwhip before, but funny enough, the first live thing I ever went to, I got invited to a demo off of IRC, of all things so many years ago, and one of the demos there was a bullwhip. Scared the bejeebies out of me. So I've done single tail right? I've done quartz, I've done single tails, I've done dragon tails, I've done all this type of stuff, but never something that looks so vicious. But if the dude wants to dress up as Indiana Jones <laughs> and go for it, I'm all about it.
0: Uh, see, now I guess I've met single tail because I, I, I know you've experienced single tail, right? Is, yeah, yeah I, maybe I don't know, maybe Misty Dawn, maybe you know. Is there a difference between a single tail and a bullwhip? Now,
2: I don't know. I thought the bullwhip was bigger and thicker. Right. That's what I'm remembering.
0: Uh, So it's like
1: Indiana Jones where it loops on your your belt buckle and it's six feet long, or I think it's six feet long. I'm not sure. But they're they're much bigger and much more wieldy. So more chance of missing the mark. But we know the guy, the guy that taught Indiana Jones,
0: uh, uh, you What's don't his say his name because he's left oh no, no
1: no i won't say his name but um he is from ohio and we've met him
0: yeah so oh. if
1: he or somebody he's taught wants to do it that would rock but, but the, the single, single t- tails which are just shorter, just shorter yeah absolutely love them and can't
0: wait to try it again and that seems like a socially distance appropriate style of play
1: yes except i like it when they come in and whisper in my ear about what
0: they're doing yeah that might not work so well um uh, so don you're gonna have to ask me about one in a second oh no you're not i've got a slip skip because we have misty dom joining us misty dom um how do you feel about the cbt oh that's like now
2: see that's candy that's candy That is definitely candy store. Um, I am definitely into that. I have even taught a um class on that um on CBT. So chains, you know, the clothespins pins for those who are really, really new, needles and uh rope, so all that, stepping on them lightly. Oh, come on now. Lightly. I know that's gonna make you <laughs> a little bit. So I will say with bare feet, running your feet across the ballage. Um, so yeah, all of that and slapping it. That's that's even the best. You just start off with that. You mind blown.
1: Dan Dan just went and curled up in a ball.
2: In the corner,
0: so <laughs> it's not that bad. I just I know what I like, and so far that's not been on the list. Although, you, you know they, you know how they say you should try everything once. Once that's a lie. That's a lie. Just, just that's once. The, <laughs> uh, If um, anybody convinces me into CBT, I will be doing computer-based training. You're Right, (laughs) right, right. And then, uh, Dawn, you've got one for me.
1: I do. So, um, Dan, what do you think about
0: lactation? I don't think about lactation a lot, personally. Uh, Fortunately, you know, I mean, I've had no experience with it whatsoever. We used to have a, a good friend of ours that that was one of their big things. I'm not a big, I've never done lactation play. I never, you've never done lactation play. Fortunately for us, there's a thing called kink Academy. If you head over to kink Academy are kind of a sponsor sort of thing for the podcast, helping us make it through the COVID Uh, kink Academy has a variety of things on, uh, lactation, breast milk, play positions, the changes in your body, the safety factor, the why to do it and how to induce it. Um, so go check out Lactation over on the Cake Academy if that's something that you're into. Um, Misty Dom, are we going to be able to bring you back and talk more about CBT? Because that is a topic I don't think we've had on the podcast that a lot of our listeners would be interested in. That. Anytime. Anytime. I think we'll let nice. Dawn run that interview and I'll <laughs> play.
1: You know what? I have actually tried that as a top yes. once. And I had um, a submissive mail friend and his mistress teach me a little bit on it so that i could try it once and um they 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 just wanted to try it once and that was (laughs) it so (laughs) they're like no i wanted to try it but not so much
2: not so much and i'm not
1: a top so that could have been part of it but uh i did okay physically but i don't know that i was into it energetically so oh yes so yeah so cool
0: uh don Earlier, uh, yesterday, I said to our robot that sits around the house, uh, and I can't say because she's staring at me right now, she'll try and do something. Uh, I said, robot, uh, whose name rhymes with Alexa, uh, nope. don't play the Erotic Awakening podcast on Spotify. And you know what she did? <laughs> she got it right. She, she played she the podcast. Right. So apparently nice. on your smart speaker at home, you can have – uh that one or google home or whatever you do just play the ea podcast on spotify and it'll do that for you Play the latest episode uh that was kind of interesting uh unfortunately i was on a work call at the time and i should have paid more attention to that
1: (laughs) (laughs) the whole whole joys of working from home
0: (laughs) yeah exactly uh the whole uh speaking of joys uh not a ton of tentacles this time but we did get some food on boobs a quite literal uh, and I forget that there's a, a snack called cheese nips. And why did you write down cheese nips on my list? of? Because it was slices of
1: cheese on somebody's nipples. Literal cheese Literal nips. Literal cheese nips. <laughs> and then what I'm getting is uh, the, um, the tentacle tights are making the rounds again. So someone on Etsy is doing the tights with the, the rubber tentacles attached to them. Unfortunately, every time I click on the link, it says it's out of stock. And unfortunately, even if I could buy them, I have no place to wear them. So, but they're beautiful.
0: Speaking of having no place to wear clothes, um, I think that is why the latest Instagram picture of the day is there's not much out there right now. Uh, We don't have a reason to go out and take pictures of things a whole lot. But we... Have you put anything out there That's true.
1: I don't think I've put anything out in the last couple of days. I would have to look it up. But usually it's random stuff of me out on my bike, us out on our motorcycles, the dog, the cat. So nothing naughty, but we could fix that. We should fix that.
0: (laughs) Uh, Apparently one of my kinks is um, setting up my phone and video recording us while we do things, as I recently learned that's so
1: fucking hot and then he makes me watch the video of what we just did while he's doing more (laughs) (laughs) that is my whole exhibitionism
0: voyeurism thing rolled into one exactly uh no new subscribers to the newsletter newsletter, but you could be a new subscriber get your ea shout out head over to eroticwakening.com and you'll find a link to the ea newsletter
1: And take a minute to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or
0: wherever you listen. If or- you like what we're doing, head on over to Patreon.com, Erotic Awakening, and take a look at the options like discount on stuff, extra content, and more. Our next Zoom meeting is on August 9th,
1: and that information will go out to our Patreon supporters. You could support us for as little as a dollar a month. Yes. <laughs> I think it's a dollar a month. let At least $5 a month since you get a <laughs> 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 Bye, Don. Bye, Dan.
0: Bye, Mr. Bye. 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 To,
1: to, to, to